0: Welcome to the Golf Social Podcast, where I, Toby Lodi, and Michael Tilcock share the stories of people who love golf, so that we can inspire more people to play the game that we love, for better or worse. Please give us a follow on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, at golf Social TV. We hope you enjoy. Oh, the boys are back. Hello, guys. We're all back, and we're excited about Open Week this week. We've got a bunch to talk about as well because you and I haven't seen each other for four weeks. Everyone thinks we're like, all we do is spend all our time together because they hear us on an occasional podcast episode, but we we actually don't. We don't spend that much time together. So we're going to have a nice long catch up betwixt the two of us as well as giving you our open favourites, our open outsiders in our final major of the year which seems to have come around a lot faster than I really thought it would. But anyway, we will get into all of that. And before we do, Michael, make me jealous of the wonderful golf you've been playing the last weekend.
1: Okay, I will. Oh, and also good to be back. Good to, I, it kind of cut out when you did your intro a bit, but I think this is a, basically a year since we did the first podcast. So we have come full circle and we're still going, which is nice. Um <laughs> So this weekend I ha- I got a late call up into a club match uh, with Hollandwell and I had the opportunity to go and play 36 holes at Rye, um, first on the old course and then on the Jubilee course and then also play a round of golf at Deal, so Royal Sink Ports on the Sunday. Um, I-, I found out on sort of midweek, um, got the call up late and it was it was just brilliant like rye is rye is a is a special golf club um it's very traditional but very sociable and friendly um so it's jacket and tie job um for lunch uh in the in the sort of dining room it's an amazing spread of food they put on um more things in the sort of cold sort of starter buffet than you've ever seen before. And it's kind of like a carvery lunch where you serve your own portions. Um, So as you can imagine, I took a few liberties there. So very generous hosts, um, gracious hosts, they provided uh, copious amounts of red and white wine to go along with the lunch. Um, So we did lunch very well. Um, And having played quite well in the morning, And also had a a glass of, I have to say this right, glass of Camel. I'm sure you're aware of Camel, Toby. Um, But it's a a sort of clear sort of liqueur golf spirit drink thing. Um, And I was feeling okay before I had that. And then I had that and I was suddenly, the legs were a bit shaky. Um, And the back nine started a bit (laughs) with a few dodgy shots as I was sobering up on the on the front nine of the back eighteen. Um but it was just a really magical experience. In the afternoon the wind was seriously strong. The sort of winds that we were seeing in the Scottish Open on Sunday, it, it was that kind of at one point I hit a seven iron straight into the wind. Usually goes 175 yards and it went hundred and ten yards. So we're talking about a fifty, sixty yard wind. Um, but like still great fun and the trolley was getting blown over it it was yeah it was mental um but yeah like just a great golf club and if you ever get the chance to go there um you know breathe in the traditions um go with the mindset of traditional golf club in mind and you'll just have a great time because the
0: the golf courses
1: are both wonderful and really unique Um, and the jubilee course is an excellent golf course in its own right and if the if the old course wasn't there, I think it'd probably be a top one hundred England golf course on its own, and it probably is anyway. Um, it's a properly good golf course. So yeah, and then on the Sunday we went to Deal. I mean, it's it's super.
0: I was going to say it's a super exclusive golf course, right? So the o- the only way on it is with a is with something either like that, or you know, someone who's there who can get you in. You can't just rock up to Rye at some random point in the midweek. You
1: You can't rock up, but you can email the secretary. And if you send them a sort of friendly email and you're a member of a golf club, um, you can go and play there as a visitor. You can can only play foursomes or two ball. They don't do three or four ball, uh, generally speaking. Uh, But you can. you can play there as a visitor, but they don't advertise green fees, for example. It's not They don't have on the website what the green fee is. Yeah. Um, gotcha. But if, if you do go, it's worth playing 36 holes, play both courses and get lunch in between. Because it's a real old-worldy golf experience that did not disappoint. Um, and, Very good. But it wasn't stuffy. You know. It was traditional, but it wasn't stuffy. All the just you know, random yep. people in the bar would come up and say hello, introduce themselves, and and because a lot of the members don't live locally, a lot of them live in London or whatever. A lot, I got the impression that a lot, <coughs> a lot of the members don't know each other, so they'll kind of introduce themselves to you, not knowing whether you're a new member or or whatever, and and it was a very sociable sociable mm. club. Um, so fantastic time there, and then well, on the Sunday, and did you win your match in the afternoon? Was it like we did not? We did not win the match in the <laughs> afternoon. It like foursomes and sing? no, we got absolutely battered. I think it was six and five or something. Uh, they played. <laughs> they, they played very well. The, one of the guys right. who were one of the guys who were playing against um, Jeremy was uh, he had played in the Brabazon uh, like many years ago. So he was a, he was a very good golfer i don't know what his handicap was but probably low single figures um and yeah the other guy was very solid as well so yeah battering in the afternoon but that was possibly due to the battering at lunchtime. time yeah, okay and then we went on sunday we went to deal um we played 18 holes at royal St. ports i have played there before but i played in february and the course looked totally different uh, being in july that is a great golf course as well like it just it kind of made me think like what I'm doing you know with with my career at the moment which is kind of moving into golf information just like what a privilege it is to play these great golf courses uh it's so much fun and like links golf is just the one isn't it like it's such a good test mm. um, it's proper golf yep. and it, it can be brutal um so in in that round I played with Played foursomes again. and played with a guy called Chris um, who, give a shout out, he runs a company called Match Play Socks. So we had this sort of, uh, the long socks on. They were very fetching. Um, and he is, a I think nice. he's plus, plus one or two. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone hit the ball further off the tee in my life. Um, he he absolutely smashed it. Wow. Um, and so that was good fun. i love playing with you know great players great amateur players and he, he was a serious golfer um and we played a guy off scratch and another low single figure with sort of a scratch match and we managed to pit them on the last with uh chris holding a nice eight footer for for the win so that was that was just really good fun um, wow but yeah, br- brilliant weekend of golf um so i'm kind of still high on that and you can see the camera, I'm seriously burnt and my face is peeling, but it was worth it. Um, so <laughs> t-
0: but Toby, tell, tell me about well. you. What's nice is the camera. The camera kind of hides that. <laughs> yes, I'm, um, I'm red. what to what to tell you about me. Yeah, no, it looks it definitely looks like a blush as opposed to like a peeling off face. So, uh, what's happened? We had Captain's Day a couple of weeks ago, which which resulted in in two things. One was a a knee injury sustained by doing some stupid dance moves in the clubhouse. I remember All I remember is playing pool. I remember being outside, obviously getting drunk with you and a couple of the other snowflakes. I remember going inside, playing a bunch of pool with you and Kieran. And then I remember looking up at Perry Stokes, who just had like shame on his face that I was even associated with the golf club because I was trying to do some lean back dance move and landed flat on my back and then when i woke up in the morning i was in absolute agony from from knee to, to swollen brain and uh, i'm not ashamed to admit that i was so poorly that baldev's samosas appeared coming out of my mouth and then down onto my kitchen roof as i couldn't even make it out of my bed to go throw up in the toilet so it was <laughs> it was a messy a messy messy end To captain's day and the day after, so I was I was not best I was not best pleased or or proud.
1: So So that was that. uh, And then reflecting, I've had just reflecting on captain's day. Go on. Sorry, mate. We've got we've got a bit of a delay on the line, but reflecting on captain's day, you know, I'm not a I'm not a big drinker particularly, but for some reason, we just all lost our heads Mm. that day, uh, and the pints were just flowing. (laughs) really really heavily and um, that's you know it's, that's probably in one of the top 10 hangovers mm-hmm. hangovers i've ever had in my life and i was playing a mixed open with my mum at hadley wood the next day which is a which was a fantastic event and another beautiful oh, yeah. golf course and I, I was seriously crawling around the golf course um so yeah I, I feel your pain but obviously not in the knee just in the head
0: in the head how did you guys get on in your comp uh
1: we got twenty nine points and the the winners got like thirty eight or something like that, so not horrendous
0: right okay, not awful, not awful well, at least you showed up. it was it was great it was it um, was green subs I should say so yeah have, having oh okay, oh, that's a bit better so having Having recovered a bit from the hangover and iced my knee on and off for about 10 days, I then tentatively started to play a bit of golf on it. And funnily enough, golf-wise, it's actually okay. It's just sitting down and going to sleep is a bit of the problem, which obviously aren't that crucial to life. So the best thing that happened was I basically went back to my old irons. So I got those lovely new Srixons and they were working okay. And then I just, I had a really, really bad session with them. I was like, stuff this. I've got to go back to the old irons. Went back to the old irons. Um, had a decent round with the fivers on the Wednesday. And then I snuck into a team for the Alan Goodman Cup. And I promised my teammates, Johnny Walno and Paul Connie, Paul Connie Condon, a shout out because we only went and bloody won the three-person scramble. Hey, so Golf Social is back up, back up on the boards of Wanstead. <sighs> Yeah. Is is
1: that a board we comp? shot.
0: We shot as a it is a board comp. I think it's straight in front of the toilet, so you'll see my name very, very regularly. So it's it's um it was a three man scramble and then handicap. So we were we're all single figures, so we ended up with four shots and we shot a gross fifty nine. Wow. Which was I can tell you for the, and it was, it was pissing down rain all day. And I could tell you that was a bloody impressive score. And then not a lot of people entered. I think it was only 10, uh, it's like seven or eight teams or something entered. But one of the teams was the three, some, three of the best golfers in the club, which was Kish, Kieran and Greg. So I think they ended up with one or no, there was zero, um, zero shots. And they shot, uh, they shot a gross 56. That included three Eagles and lost by one. So we're, we're very, very pleased and proud of ourselves for what was, it was, um, but it was so much, all of us loved that format. And we just had an absolutely flawless day of golf, like completely flawless. Um, so it
1: was, that was epic, epic fun. Were you, were you putting like Tobia lady?
0: Oh my God. I rolled in some absolute, <laughs> absolute joys. I think I, I think I must have. I think I must have made. Uh, I like conservatively. I think I made sixty, seventy feet of putts. But but the biggest the biggest part of the day, I have to say, was for was for Johnny was was for Johnny Walno on eight. So both of us are longer hitters than Connie, but both of us missed the green in two. And for Connie was ball striking. I've just got a shout out. Connie's ball striking all day was out of this world. He hit this floaty five wood, 25 footer, both he and I had a go at it. And then Johnny came in as the anchor, anchoring putter and just made it with, with the last little turn at the end and that got us an Eagle on eight. And we were just buzzing. It was so, it was, it's such a good competition. It should be more scramble comps. It was so good. So, so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was great. That was then that was the fr- that was Friday just gone, which was then followed up by my Hetherington foursomes knockout match with me and Ollie against the O'Brien's on the Sunday. And again, absolutely phenomenal golf. Like we just Ollie and I played out of this world. They were they played pretty well. I think they were a little bit sloppy in places, but I think they'd say they gave us a pretty decent run. And we, we finished them off on 14, 5, and four. We were just brutally good. And then we threw it all away last night, where we played in our next round because we had to, to try and get it done because we we're both away for the next four weeks, and then got pumped on. Oh, we lost on the fifteenth because we played shit,
1: both of us nah, shit, it. and it was really gutted. Re- really, yeah. Good I re- but Ray and goff- Russ, Ray's, Ray's a good foursomes player, and I haven't played much with Russ, but he's decent for his handicap. Mm. So you're gonna have to play well to beat them.
0: Well, the the whenever when whenever i get knocked out of a of a uh any of these knockouts actually what what tends to happen is you get down early so we were we were three down on still on the 14th they got a shot uh russ sort of bumps it out because he's just a you know he hits out of the middle but it just kind of goes 150 yards or something they snooker then ray hits his worst shot of the day snookers them behind a tree Russ somehow puts them in the bunker, that short bunker in the middle of the fairway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray hits an, a ridiculous sort of thin, great shot, past the pin to 15, 15 foot. And we're like, cool, I'm there in two. Got a putt of birdie. What does Russ do? Holds the fucking That's putt, sick. doesn't he? And then I've got an, an Ollie. <laughs> Ollie leaves me six foot short, but I make the putt. But we're going to, we're going to the 15th, three down. And then I just hit a shit shot. But anyway, it's always one of those holes happens where you just think, this is back to two, four holes to go. Lovely. And it's like, nope, sorry, match play. Yeah, you haven't got away with this. It was killer. Absolutely killed me. <laughs> so Next year. Next year, Ollie, if you're listening. Next year. So I think that's it. I think that's all the one stood goings on, actually. I haven't played my Cowley yet. I've got that this week against Tony the Teeth. So hopefully I can stick around in that because I was really thinking we. Me and Ollie were going to make it to the finals day, so I'm just going to have to do it on my own now. Sadly. You can do it. So there you go. Anything else, did wise? <laughs> well, win the Cowley. You can do it, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Um, should we talk about the other important thing that's going on in the golf world this week, then? At the Open. And before. Before we get to it, that thing, before we get to it, let's just do a little quick recap of where we stand in our race to around a, a top 100 golf course in, in England. Uh, you as got a sneaky backdoor top three with Mr. Scheffler at the US Open. Uh, oh, actually, and you got got Mac- and McElroy finished second. Oh, sorry. You, you're taking a much bigger lead. Oh, my God, this is not good for me. This is not good. So you are actually on 17 points um, going into the final major, and I'm still on 10. So I basically need a winner, and I need all of your four players to finish outside of the top three. Which, for, for those who haven't listened to previous shows, Michael's team is Scotty Scheffler, Roy McIlroy, Hovland and Ricky Fowler. <laughs> and my team is Max, Max Homer, John Rom, Colin Marokauer and Tyrrell Hatton. So <laughs> I'm up against it. <laughs>
1: I mean, if you recover I'm, that, that is the recovery of the century with that squad.
0: I'm, I'm very up against it. Um, so we'll, we'll come to our picks in a minute. So you're, you've got a seven-point lead on me. Uh, which is tough. A couple of the other little sidebar comps we were having, we were having the highest average finishing position for one goal for you picked McElroy, who did you a solid by getting a, a solo second. Pat Cantley got another T14. So as that currently stands, Pat cantley has got a 34 people have beaten him this year to McIlroy's 65.
1: We need a miscut for
0: We Need a miss so, cut, really. Yep. And then the lowest single round, we said, you said a 63 at Hoy Lake, and there were two 62s at LA Country Club. So we both missed on that. Hole in ones is an, now very interesting and all to play for. So there have been four tournament hole in ones. There were three at the US Open Fitzpatrick, Sam Burns, and Mathieu Pavon. So four total. I said five, you said six. So all to play for, I think. Although open's very rare to get a hold of one, I still think we might squeeze one out for me to at least win something out of this competition. Um right. Thoughts thoughts on Hoy Lake before we go into the uh, into our picks.
1: Um, I've never played it. Um, but I did just watch the Rick Shields uh, vlog pre-open. He's playing with Guy, his producer and James Robinson and next Tour Pro. Um, and I would the rough looks brutal um, but I didn't like James Robinson was shot level on the front and he was just playing steady he didn't he wasn't hitting that many drivers um so I think it's important to stay on the short grass mm-hmm. it we've looked at the weather forecast it's rainy and it's not too windy um so it's not it's not screaming, Rory McElroy, but I think. What it does mean is it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna mean that a good player is gonna win it with that kind of weather. I don't think you're gonna get some. Yeah. I don't think not that Wyndham Clark's a great player, but I don't think we're gonna get another 120 to one shot coming in and winning it. So I would still have McElroy a, a, as as favorite. Um, but you you're also gonna want to look at those guys who are great scramblers like your Cameron Smiths. Your sort of Fitzpatrick's, your Speeds, those kind of names.
0: Um, what do you think? It's it's obviously it's nowhere near as burnt out as any the previous time I think. And and I, I went, and, went went back and watched Tiger's year, and it was wispy. Like the rough was was that kind of almost like high, um, almost like Honeywell, like you could find your ball every time, no danger of losing it hit try and hit out of it, wraps your club up straight yeah. left. It's it's not that kind of rough. It it is thick. Um and the and the biggest thing with this golf course or two two big things with this golf course is the internal outbounds, which I think impacts it could be four holes, including the including the finishing hole par five, which is going to be incredible, especially if the wind even starts to gust at, at twenty mile an hour. So that's a massive thing and makes, it's, it's really two halves of the course, right? It's the kind of flat old race ground bit and then it's the proper kind of links along the coast bit and the, the internal out of bounds is the piece that makes that race course kind of flatter fairways really exciting because you're you're playing, at, no matter what you do, no matter what side of the draw you're on, if you're playing there for four days, you're going to be ending up hitting really difficult tee shots in and around that internal outbounds, with wind going across it in some direction, so it's it's just a really tough. I think it's a really tough driving golf course compared to say St Andrews. Yeah. So, I I think that's a big thing to look out for. And then and then the other thing is when when you get out to that link side, the brand new hole on the seventeenth is mm-hmm. just looks like an absolute like a mental scorecard wrecker. Like if if you're I'm I'm hoping we get a closer one than we actually did for Rory's because Rory's was a little bit of a runaway win, even though he, he sort of came back to the field a bit on the final day. Because seeing a couple of people try and stand up on 17 and hit that shot and, and avoid going into some death bunkers is going to be really, really exciting. And
1: for, for those that don't know, the 17th is a new par three that Hoylake have put in, designed by Martin Eber and... And they've done in partnership with the RNA because all the open courses tend to put their course, change. a lot of them are encouraged by the RNA, but they they have discussions with the RNA before they make these changes. And basically it's a very small green with like death, wherever, you, if you miss the green you, you're in deep trouble, there's deep bunkers and rough and it's really horrible and it's been a massively polarizing hole you know you've had billy foster coming out and saying you know someone could have a nine on the on the final round there and it could be what the opens remembered for um so what i would say is going to be great from a watching the open point of view i think if you're playing that as a member or a lady member each week um you might sort of well not bother doing a medal because if you go in one of those bunkers it's game over i think what you don't want to happen is someone misses the green and then they can't get on the green out of the bunker. You know, they might be rolling into the other bunker. Mm-hmm. And that's where this, you know, a nine could come about. So but from a pure spectator point of view, it's gonna be it's gonna be great viewing, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean you could you could hundred percent see, you know, a Thomas Bjorn situation occurring if someone gets to that hole and it's like, yep, four to get out of the bunker, like hope's gone. But the the only thing I will say to that is let's in theory the wind can actually be coming straight into your face on seventeen, which then allows you to be downwind going back to eighteen. And eighteen can be an equal chance. So it's it's just got a really sort of thorough test coming in, which I think I think is a sign of a great a great championship golf course. So I, I'm I'm super excited for that. And I, I agree with you. Only hitters have won at this golf course, so I, we're, we're going to talk through our favourites on our on our outsiders. But I, it's really hard to see beyond the top ten that are in the favourites not winning here. I, I, it can't. Someone can't just have four good rounds, the rounds of their life, round here. They'll, they'll get found out on one of the days, on one of the holes. Yeah, so it, will, it will
1: be someone we've heard. Yeah, it's
0: going to be true. Correct. Correct. Right. With that, then, mate, I'll let you go as you're in the lead of our competition. I shall let you. I've got the honor. Go with your your first open favourite. You have the honour.
1: Um, I'm going to pick Rory. <laughs> I'm not going to mess around there. I don't know. I don't know if you saw the finish of the Scottish Open, but Rory hit two of the best I shots. Did, yeah. Two of the best shots I've seen in my life under under like big pressure in a two. Three club wind. Um, the two iron on 18th was just mm. disgusting. Disgustingly good. And yeah. if we're being honest, he thought he'd, he'd missed the putt on 18. I don't think he put a great stroke on it, but it went in. And I think yeah. I've, I've said Rory every single one of the majors, so I'm not going to not say him now. And this be the one he wins. So I'm going to <laughs> go with Rory.
0: Okay. That's good. I've, I, the, fun, the funny thing is everyone's talks about his shot. Like, I, and, and this is going to sound strange. Bob, Bob McIntyre's shot was better. No, 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 just no.
1: Just because no, of the... No, um, no, 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 no. Bob McIntyre's and, shots and, a lot
0: easier. A lot easier. So, so, so the, the only reason I'm saying it's better is because uh, A, he, he put it to four feet and B, um, he, was, he was trying to hit a chop down three-wood. And, and actually, why I think that's important is because the part that McIlroy actually made, he made it seem as if, or, or certainly the commentary, everything that was around that moment made it seem as if he was hitting a 50/50 50, 50 or 60% putt but that that is a 25% 30% putt mm. to win a golf tournament oh yeah with yeah. wind blowing yeah yeah but and to, so to stand up and actually
1: guarantee it with a putt it was just out as well it was so the reason that i think Rory's shot was better in, in my opinion was because well firstly bob mcintyre had hit one of the worst drives he's probably hit in his life to end up and he got a huge slice <laughs> of luck because he ended up on a on a path so he he just he mm. had a beautiful, fluffy, semi-rough lie, which helped him take the spin off it and was beautiful for, I think he hit some kind of fairway wood. Um, mm. McElroy was in a divot, hitting a two-iron, which was the wrong club. It was far too much club. And he hit it, and it never left sort of eight feet above the ground. Pitched on the green with backspin, and like checked up to to eight feet. Plus, he knew like McIlroy knew. He, birdie wins it, par playoff. But bogey, which is so in play with that mm. shot, and he he's, he's fluffed another one, and you know everyone's going to be on his back. So he had far far more pressure. Like McIntyre had no pressure on his shot really. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. I'm going with the Rory two iron. <laughs> Very good.
0: Um, and I, and he would be the second person ever to go back to back Scottish Open to to British, which I he uh, yeah I I can see he would be quite a gluttonous winner and just go for it, but he's not going to win because I'm funnily enough I'm actually going to look at I, I was no I was going to look at someone in your stable, but I was listening to his little <laughs> press conference before I came on here. Every, everyone's forgotten about John Rahm, and everyone's forgotten about John Rahm because he's taken three weeks off. So John Rahm comes, plays in plays in wind exceptionally well, plays in big tournaments exceptionally well. He's had a rest. John Rahm will win the open and bookend the season of and, and everyone will remember who the hell John Rahm is. Put's very well on Lynx golf courses. Uh, yeah, he's just, gonna, he's just gonna dominate. Again, we're gonna remember who he is.
1: Cool. Um I like that, like that take. Yeah, I like that, but we just don't. As I say, we don't know what form he's in. He's had a weird season. He's gone from like super high to mediocre, and it's been hard to sort of pick. But so my second pick is another one from my stable, which shows like I'm sticking with my boys from pre pre major season. I'm going with Ricky Fowler Um, mainly because well he's he's in great form, obviously. He's got incredible like talent for like field shots and wind shots. He can flight it. he's got a lovely short game. he started putting really well, got great touch so I think also memories of him playing really well in the rain in previous opens he's got a good british open record so Ricky's gonna be my uh, number two pick
0: honestly for your if if Ricky I would have had to give you something more extraordinary than top 100 if Ricky had come through in LACC because there was a point there where I thought you would have made the best prediction for a season-long thing ever. So I'm really glad he hasn't earned you any points yet. Um, and I, I, I think he's going to – I think he'll shit the bed again. But it's, He's an absolute pleasure to watch, but I think he'll shit the bed again. He's probably a really good shout for first-round leader. Like, I could see that being a nice little bet to stick on. Um, so I, he's not going to win either. I'm gonna. I don't know who the last back-to-back winner was of the Open. Was it? Did Podrick do that? That was Podrick back, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, So I, I think Cameron Smith is going to go back-to-back. I think he had a fantastic finish at LACC. He, he won in, um, in London on Live, but who cares? He's, he's just going to put the lights out. I think. And I, and I can see him being right there on Sunday, breaking Rory's heart for a second time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love that shout as well. The, the question with Cameron Smith, as it always is, is it, how many snap hooks is he going to have in the tournament? Because usually he has one or two snap yeah. hooks around with his driver. And when he has those, either he, he, r- he rids himself of those and has a good driving week, um, or he just needs to get lucky or recover them really well. But If you take that, he's got everything else, and he's got the touch. And like holes like the seventeenth, Cam Smith's going to be great at that hole. He'll just bang it on the green. Like he's great at those shots. So I I do like that shot. Yeah. Um, My my third and final favorite is a guy I don't usually pick. Like especially at the moment, because mainly because of his pre-shot routine where he does these weird like swings, and I'm like. You can't win if you're doing that before you hit your shot. Um but it's Jordan Speith. And that's because I think Wow. In in Rory and Ricky I've picked two what I would consider great ball strikers and you know, all round players, but Speith, I'm going for gritty competitor. You know, if if it plays really tough, he's a good guy to pick because he can he can score, he can get up and down. I think he he's got a great open record, and he historically puts well on slower greens, and w- with being a bit yippy on the short butts, I think with the slower greens it helps because you can hit them a bit harder, and that suits him. So Spiethy not not a normal one for me, but he's going into my top three.
0: Yeah, I mean I c- he has got just no form at all, um, but I I mean I don't I don't hate it because he. He's just got too. No, I do hate it. He's got too many big numbers in him. Even for Jordan, like his. Well, let me. I'm just. I'm looking at one data golf. Holy crap! So he's gone cut, cut T five, cut T twenty nine, cut two, T four at the. Mar-
1: he was T four at the Masters this year. Yeah, 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 He had a good Masters. I think he had. Holy shit! He had another good major, well, didn't he?
0: No, he cut at the U.S. Open and cut P- oh, well T twenty nine at PGA. Okay, yeah,
1: he dropped off in the PGA.
0: Good grief. So and guess what? His the T the second in the T four he was putting like not even a superhuman. He was just about around one about plus one. Mm, okay, alright. Maybe. maybe. Maybe maybe. Um my final pick and I put him in the team, my stable before the season, uh, with this in mind is Toro Hatton. I think he's going to he's going to use his lynx specialism. And proven ability to win at courses in the middle of crap weather, like the Dunhill Links, a few times, and they play that in shocking weather. Generally speaking, um, I think he's going to rise to the top. I think he's going to keep his lid on. He looked a little bit, um, what's the word, antagonised at the Scottish Open, which was displeasing to see. But I think he's going to, I think he's going to lock all that down, and he'll he'll come through finally.
1: Do you know what Tyrrell Hatton? He's a good player, but he's, he's losing me as a golf fan. I'm just getting a bit. I'm getting a bit bored of the remonstrations when you, like, I just don't. I I, mean, I think it's because I played 36 at Rye and 18 at Deal, and I was just thinking. I, I know it's not comparable. I'm just like, just playing these golf courses is. It's just you're living the dream, man. You're a multimillionaire, yeah, um, and you're living the dream. Just cheer up a bit, mate. Just because you blocked an eight time just get over it. Like, and also, just you know, he'd be better if he had a decent mental game as well. So I, I kind of, I just find it it's unprofessional. Just like sort your psychology out, mate.
0: Hmm. I, th- I think there's he. He's currently in the phase that Ron was like four years ago, where he's sort of justifying, no, this is who I am. I need to be who I am out on the golf course, and that will help me get through. And, it's, and then Ram obviously went and had a bit of a sort himself out moment with somebody, and he's now got himself to the point where he's just, maybe it's having a kid, but he's just fully just level. Um, whereas, and, and that goes back to the Masters, where Rahm, like doubled or tripled the first. Uh, treble, wasn't it? And then he, no, doubled. If Tyrrell Hatton doubles the first, if Tyrrell Hatton hooks it into the out bounds on the first, he's not coming back. But like he has to have everything go right. Such a good, he such a
1: good play. He really is a good player, but just, yeah. He is, yeah. Just, and he did, did in the I, Okay, I like that pick, though. Not, and we're on to the outsiders now. So I'm, I'm yeah. going to lead with a big outsider. <laughs> okay. and this is just me being hella biased by, like, I don't know what you could call that kind of bias, where it's like the thing that you've seen recently, but. Daniel hillier recency yeah. bias that that's the one that that is the one I'm looking for recency bias, so I'm picking yes. a three hundred and fifty one shot from New Zealand, Daniel Hillier recently won on the European tour uh in impressive company
0: at the belfry at yeah the
1: belfry british masters and also. He won final open qualifying when it was at Hollenwell a couple of years ago. And he shot, I think he shot a 65 or something like that was far better than anyone else in one of those rounds. And ever since he did that, not many people shoot anywhere near that at Hollenwell in in open qualifying. So I thought, this guy is a baller. And he is a baller. Mm. Um, So I just think, as an outsider, he is... They've got the value wrong on him. He's better than three hundred and fifty to one. Okay. So, as a value pick, Daniel Hilliard each way. There is a shout for you.
0: Nice, steady. Um, I am. I've mentioned him earlier. I am going for Padraig Harrington, one hundred to one. I think he is going to have the grit, the nous, all of the all of the soft unmeasurables to to get himself through. He also still swings the club like a like a mid level main tour pro, as opposed to a man who's dominating the Champions Tour. So I can see some value in Paddy Harrington getting up there as a a backdoor top 10. Also showed down very well in the Scottish. Kind of had a crap last round, but I can see him doing better at Poyle. I love
1: that shout. I think he'll do well. Uh, My next outsider is Biong Young Han, 150 to 1. I want to give some proper value. Ben Ann. I've got to give some value. Very th- good. to the uh, listeners this week. So, I've got I've got a story about Anne. Um, so, when another little personal bias thing, um, when I went to the Open at St Andrews um, in 2010, when Who's and won, he was playing a practice round with Phil Mickelson, and I think it was on like the 15th hole or something, and Anne hit hybrid off the tee. I think he pulled it into the rough. And when Mickelson and Anne were walking down the fairway, Mickelson goes, hey, Anne, why'd you hit hybrid there? Uh, And I think Anne just generally looked terrified that Phil Mickelson, one of the goats, was uh, was asking about his course management strategy. But ever since then, I've always remembered Anne, and I've kind of been waiting for him to hit it big because he was kind of a big, young phenom. Um, He did very well in Scottish Open last week. Played some very nice golf and showed that he could play in the wind. So I'm just going for an. I think 150 to one. Yeah, that's a bit high. So each way.
0: Mm. Yeah, very nice. Don't don't hate that at all. Putting can look a bit bit scatty, but that's fine. I think ball striking is what it's going to be about anyway. So like that a lot. Uh, talking of ball striking, I'm going for another oldie, an oldie but a goodie, Keegan Bradley has played this golf course and played well last time out a few years ago now i think he's vibing i think his mental game's pretty flipping strong to be honest um and the boy can strike a ball so i'm i think he's going to i think he's going to turn up this week have a lovely kind of top 10 week i don't think he'll scare the leaders too much but i think he'll put a nice low round on the board and then hang about so keep an eye on I don't like Keegan generally because of Ryder Cup history and stuff, but I think he'll do well this week.
1: All right, nice. He's uh, yeah, he's he's low-key in form. And then I've got two contenders for my final spot, and I'm just going to say them both. Um, (laughs) But I'm going to pick Mimui Lee at sixty to one. The other one is a guy called Yannick Paul at three hundred to one, because I'm trying to give proper outsiders. Um, Mimui Lee, I think he's he's an absolute bomber. He's got the kind of touch to play the low shots, the field shots. Um, and I just really want him to win as well. So I'm, I'm going with Minwoo. <laughs> Um And then, yeah, Yannick Paul, just a shout out to him. He is just a really underrated player at 300 to 1. Very good ball striker. Hasn't had his breakthrough moment yet, but I like him for an each-way finish out of the blue. Lovely.
0: Um, I'll give you my final one and then a, a shout out for another player is in the field this week. So Sahith Fagala is my 150 to one is someone who I think has the kind of genius feel just goes out and loves playing the game, no matter what kind of energy that is a worth watching generally, like whenever he's on the telly, he's such a good crack to watch. Um, but B, I think he can, I think he'll figure out a little bit about Lynx golf and he'll he'll be up there threatening. At least for a couple of the days and then final shout out is for the guy who one of our um members at one backs a guy called marco penge it's either <laughs> penge because he's italian or it's penge yeah. um depending on where depending on which parent um is italian so uh again very solid player i think he came through i think he came through qualifying to get in big hitter as they all are now um But someone to keep an eye on. He's he's down there in the thousands to one. Two and and a half thousand
1: to one. That's worth a quid. So
0: a nice that's worth a quid. Um and I hope he just makes it through to the makes it through the cut and has a nice four day stretch there, but he's he's gonna have to I think if the score if the cut line stays around par, if it gets that difficult, that normally brings in some some people to that that wouldn't be there scaring it if it was a couple under to, to hang around for a weekend. So Hopefully keep an eye on him and he'll hopefully do well in I think it's his first major ever. So I'm hoping he um he puts in a good a good shift. Lovely. Any anything else? We haven't talked about Tommy Fleetwood, interestingly, because he never he never finishes outside the top five of the British Open at the moment. But I just don't I don't see him I don't see him winning. I see him having a top ten. So if you want to get some guaranteed money. He's having good rounds at the moment.
1: Looks like he's playing well, but he's not having four good rounds so far. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm seeing a back door, back door top ten for Tommy. I'd I think love this week. him to win,
1: and you've got to remember he's from the northwest as well. Um, he's Hillside, yeah. I think, is his, is his home course, so he's not far away at all. Yeah,
0: and he used to sneak on Birkdale, I think, didn't he? <laughs> so yes, plenty to watch. I think I'm going to be bedded in Thursday, Friday. I might not actually see much of it this weekend because it's my wife's birthday, but I'll try and cram as much in as I can.
1: I have the legendary Beaver Cup weekend this weekend, so I'm also going to be struggling. Do you?
0: Yeah. So we're going to have to. Oh, my God. Where are you playing?
1: Uh, Boston Golf Club in Lincolnshire. Never heard of (laughs) it. It was the only one with tea times. So (laughs) 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 I'm not expecting much, but let's see what we get.
0: That's not your. That's not your normal style, Tilcock. You've normally got these things locked up
1: so you can play a really nice golf no, course. That no, that I happened. booked it six months in advance, and it oh. was the only one with tee times. Like I would have. There's it's some good. nice courses around Skegness, which is kind of where it is. Um, but we can get on them. No. To be fair, like no more. the group, you're going the Group are all hackers, so it's it's good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: good. All right. Enjoy Skegness. Don't catch anything.
1: <laughs> Cold.
0: Yeah, exactly. And enjoy the Open. And we'll, uh, we'll catch up with all of you chaps and ladies who are listening to us um, after the Open. After all the majors are done.
1: All right. Come on, Rory. <laughs> cheerio. Cheerio. Have a good one all. Enjoy the Open.